Hey guys, and welcome back to Menace to Medicine. I'm your host, Brenda. And I'm your host, CJ. And today we have a very, very special guest. Our guest has studied medicine at Cambridge University, <laughs> but in the London School of Medicine. Is currently an honorary registrar in renal medicine at the Royal London Hospital and is completing a research-based PhD at the Queen Mary University of London. This guest is an active member of the Christian Medical Fellowship who helped in writing Facing Serious Illnesses. Random of is <laughs> Dr. David Randall. Woo! <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Bender. Hi. 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 <laughs> okay. So, our first segment we have is called the BPM segment. So, in this segment, we talk about back to pre-med. So, it's where we ask questions about the young Dr. David as a student. Okay, transport us back to your school days. Did you enjoy them? I did. I, I, did. I, quite, enjoyed, uh, I quite enjoyed my school. I, I, um, I really enjoyed primary school. Secondary school... Uh, I really enjoyed the learning. I always enjoyed studying. I didn't yeah. have so many friends when I was at secondary school. Yeah. Um, but that got better. And then I, uh, but I really enjoyed the studying. I enjoyed all my subjects. Oh, um, but good. I guess especially science, I, I kind of enjoyed. And by that stage, I knew I wanted to do medicine. I decided quite young. Yeah. I don't really know why. <laughs> Maybe just from watching TV shows. Same. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Is that the same for you? Yeah. So I, I decided I want to be a doctor. So then I just uh, knuckled down and worked hard. Okay, that's really good. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Okay. What schools did you go to, and what type were they? So, like, were they comprehensive, grammar, or private school? Yeah, so I went to an ordinary um, uh, primary school, which is actually, I think, quite near where you live in Leighton. I went yeah. to Barclay, Barclay School um, yeah. in, in Waltham Forest. And yeah. then when I was 11, I moved to Tower Hamlets and I went to an ordinary um, state comprehensive school, which they've now closed down. Aww. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. Aww, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to go on from that question, what were your favourite subjects? Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed science. Um, I didn't really understand physics. I only no. partially understood chemistry. Yeah. Uh, but I did, in, I did enjoy biology a lot. Yeah. And then I also, I, I've, always, I've always really enjoyed kind of art subjects. I enjoyed um, uh, kind of uh, history. I did religious studies at A-level, which I enjoyed. Oh, um, so those ones that are more about people, I guess, and how people think oh. about Yeah. Yeah, I, so I, I really enjoyed those those subjects too. Kind of like and that was what I was sad about studying medicine, actually, that I had to give up history and theology oh, and philosophy. Yeah. Still research, I mean, like, study in the back. Yeah, because yeah, study a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> a little hobby, yeah. You can, actually. And when I was at Cambridge, I did one year um, kind of out of medicine, and I did a year of history and philosophy, oh, um, okay. which I really enjoyed. And actually, yeah. medical school does allow you to do that. You can often take it you know, the different courses do it in different ways, but you yeah. can actually t- usually take an extra year to do, and many people do it on a medical related subject, but you can sometimes do it in something quite different. Yeah. And wow. that's what I did. Yeah, that's good. That. That's good. Yeah, I might do that as well. I want to study French as a little side Ooh, out of the year. Yeah. It would be fun. Nice yeah. Okay. So what A-levels did you take? So I, I was a bit of a geek. I actually did five. <laughs> five. Um, I did hear about that. <laughs> I did, um, Biology, chemistry, and maths, which I guess are the kind of standard ones standard, for medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good to do all of those three if you're yeah. able to. Yeah. And then I also did religious studies, 
um, which I was my kind of art subject, which I enjoyed. Yeah. And then I did something called general studies. I don't know if that still exists. Yeah, I I think it does in some schools, but they don't count. They don't um, use it for university. Yeah, it doesn't really anymore. count. And yeah. I didn't really study it. They just put me in for it, and I did. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Struggling with the three I have at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Next one is: Did you take part in any extracurriculars? Yeah, so I um, when I was at school, I used to I used to be quite in, I used to play the trombone. So I did um, yeah. my tr- kind of trombone exams, and I played in various different bands and orchestras and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I also I used to go to a lot of kind of youth clubs and that kind of stuff, and do camps and all that. Yeah, um, same as me. With, Love camping. With church. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so if you could speak to your sixteen-year-old self and give him some advice, what would you say? Ah, it's a hard one. I, th- I think there's a lot of pressure on to, you know, to kind of succeed and to work hard. And I think that's important. Yeah. But I think not allowing um, study and academia and work to become the dominant thing in your life. Yeah. I think um, I think there's just some wisdom to that in life generally that, you know, you can't, it's important to work hard. Yeah. And, if you want to do if you want to do something like medicine you have to work reasonably hard and get good grades but not allowing it to to dominate and that's still still the case now you know still you can allow medicine to become bigger and bigger in your life has to be kept in its place you have to give it what it needs but not not too much not too much we talked about that in our last episode as well work-life balance work-life balance yeah yeah. do you have any funny anecdotes from matriculation week in cambridge so I arrived at Cambridge. Yes, yeah, so and matriculation is like um, you know the starting off in your yeah. in your college. And I had no idea what Cambridge was like at all. <laughs> and I, you know, I came yeah, from yeah. Tower Hamlets, which is in East London, yeah. where you know not many people go to Cambridge. So I turned up mm-hmm. not really knowing what to expect. Yeah. And I remember I was walking through. My college had a deer park. Oh, oh, that's like, really cool. <laughs> wow. Yes, so I remember walking. <laughs> I remember walking through the deer park and I was trying to catch up with some guys ahead of me yeah. who, who were also, also freshers. Yeah. Yeah. Caught up to them and there was three of them and they were talking about their membership of the Conservative Party oh. and who they wanted to be the next. <laughs> <laughs> and they were really passionate con- Conservative politicians and this was something completely new to me that an 18 year old would be in the Conservative Party yeah. and become the next Prime Minister. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's going to be very surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Not everyone in Cambridge is like that. Yeah. But quite a few of them are. <laughs> and that was a surprise. Yeah. Okay, so were there any sacrifices you had to make while studying medicine? So I think medicine is quite demanding. Yeah. You have to yeah. work fairly hard. When I was in Cambridge, I used to have Saturday lectures. Wow. Um, so Saturday morning, you had to get up at nine o'clock. You know, st- lecture started nine till twelve on a Saturday morning. Um, wow. And generally, I mean, it's one of the, you know, if you, some some subjects in university, you know, you've got lots and lots of free time. I mean, it's yeah. not free time; you're supposed to be studying. But yeah. you know, yeah. like if you're doing English or history, you might have only like five hours of teaching a week. Yeah. Medicine, you're going to have like thirty-five hours. So you're going to oh, be wow. in lots and lots of lectures, lots of practicals, lots of group yeah. work and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, from that point of view, 
yeah, it's it, it, is that a sacrifice? I don't know. I quite enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed everything that I was learning. But it mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, you do you do have to work reasonably hard at medical school to get through. The, 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 against that, you know, if you do work hard, you generally do get through. Yeah. By the time you've got there, if you passed your exams and you got there, you're you're bright enough. Yeah. And if you just work hard, you will get through. Okay. But yeah, yeah you can't just. If you just do nothing, then of course, it's just a lot of stuff to learn. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's the same thing like we have now. Well, it's not the same to the same like degree of a lot of work to do, but yeah. from the jump from GCSEs to A levels, it was quite a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I was warned, but it was still. Like, yeah. We learned very quickly. Sure. We had to start studying from. Like, the thing on. Is, yeah. I don't think any of it is really really hard. Yeah. Some concepts are difficult to get your head around, but you get there. Yeah. But it's just the, the amount of stuff. Tough. Yeah, a lot of content. Big. And you start off as a first year, and you're like, you know, you read about some condition, and you can just take that to the to the extreme, and you're like, ah, there's yeah. 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 And, yeah. and actually, you know, you just keep going back to it, and gradually you build up your knowledge. Yeah. Um, but it can be, it can feel a bit daunting when you start off. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and going on from that question as well, are there still any sacrifices that you have to make now or has it got better as you've gone um, through the years as a doctor? Um, I still work weekends. Aww. So I, I, you're actually a little bit slow on your on your introduction. I should have told you before. I actually now become a consultant. Oh. Um, so I'm not a registrar anymore. The PhD is done. Um, so I'm a consultant now. Um, but even as a consultant, I'll still be working weekends, probably yeah. about... Um, maybe one a month Ooh, okay. um, so you know that's still that's still kind of reasonably yeah intent yeah um and obviously the need for that is that patients get sick seven days a week yeah um yeah. if you if you end up doing if you're like if you're a gp my wife's a gp she doesn't work any weekends yeah um as opposed to if you're say if you're going to um emergency medicine or something the yeah. a department oh. runs 24 hours so you're <laughs> Consultants yeah. in their fifties still doing night shifts in yeah. A&E. So wow. you know, it just depends what you're doing really. And surgeons sometimes have to come in overnight to do yeah. operations yeah. on people. Yeah. Um, so it depends what you know. There's a range of jobs within medicine, but but it is still demanding, and that's because we want to give good care to our patients. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah that's good. Hopefully, we I can be a consult- well. We can yeah. be consultants <laughs> as well. You know. <laughs> Very high Yeah. So, as a medical student, were there any cases that moved you and made you want to become a renal doctor? A renal doctor? Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't actually know what I wanted to do all the way through medical school. Oh. Okay. Um, I remember when I finished medical school, I went on my elective to a hospital, uh, like a Christian mission hospital in Madagascar. Ooh. And I came back thinking, I really want to be a surgeon. I really want to go there as a, as a general surgeon and yeah. deliver babies and save people who are kind yeah. of, uh, have terrible injuries. I think the truth is I wouldn't be very good as a surgeon. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you know, I got interested in the kidney and, and that's the way I've ended up and my career's gone. I think as a medical student, it's really cool because you go from just doing your books and then usually in the third year or the fourth year of yeah. the medical school course, you suddenly get put out on the wards yeah. and just everything is new and you're like, wow, that's a, that's a real patient, you know, yeah. and they've probably got something really ordinary, but it's, it feels really exciting to you. Um, mm. And I think as a medical student, 
seeing cases, learning about diseases through cases you've seen is a really good way of learning. Yeah, because, definitely. You, know, you get together all the science and the drugs and what they're on definitely. and, you know, yeah. clinical signs and examination and you fit it all together around a person yeah. and they stick in your mind. Yeah. And you think, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that case. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great way to learn. Oh, that's good. Oh, and how was your journey to graduating from medical school? Was it always a smooth journey or were there some ups and downs? Yeah. I think it was relatively smooth. I never got, you know, I never got kicked out or anything like that. Yeah. I stayed on the the straight and narrow. Yeah. Um, I think think generally, you know, generally as a medical student, if you just work hard, if you just turn up, yeah. And do what's expected to you. you. Do what's expected. You you broadly get through. Yeah. I remember a few times when I was like first year, second year, thinking, "Oh my goodness, how <laughs> am I ever going to learn all this information?" Yeah. Um, we did um, where I studied in Cambridge, for example. We had um, something called the Steeplechase examination, oh. which is a really it's a really weird exam. They don't do it anywhere else. It sounds but you weird. Because <laughs> you do dissection. Because oh, you've yeah. got dead bodies real dead yeah, bodies ooh. and for the exam you might have just like say an arm and and you go round and you're stationed and you have two minutes with this arm and it's all dissected out so you can see all the oh, muscles wow. and, whatever. Mm-hmm. and there's little flags and it'll be like what is structure a flags and he's got to look at it and try to remember wow. you know it's that, and there's there's lots and lots of different arms in the in the, the muscles in the fore in yeah. the forearm and yeah. nerves and whatever else and trying to remember what they all are wow. um, that's scary I remember thinking, it's me i'm never going to be able to do this wow. but you know you learn enough Wow. I wonder if they still do that now. No, you do, and you just have this arm, and then you, and then the buzzer will go off two minutes, and then you move to the next one, and it might be a head. All cut away, so you can see the brain, and you can see all the wow. nerves coming out of the brain. Um, <laughs> so you know, yeah, you have to learn your stuff. It's not like that in every medical school. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think all medical students have that moment of thinking, "Oh my goodness, this is." So <laughs> yeah. Were there ever, uh, ever any moments that you wanted to like run away? Or were there people who just couldn't handle it anymore? <laughs> oh, true, stuff? Yeah. I think some people struggle. Yeah. Um, you know, some people have health problems or mental health problems. And I think that makes it difficult. Yeah. Um, and some people start medical school and, you know, they think, actually, I, I'm not sure this is what I'm cut out to, to do. do. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, what you're doing of kind of, interviewing people talking trying to yeah. find out what it's like in practice i think is a really sensible thing because some yeah. people they start medicine and they think actually i don't i don't, don't want to do yeah. this yeah. and it's much better to realize that before you get to medical school yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good yeah thank you okay the next segment we have is icu segment so it's literally just ic university where we ask questions for the future medical students so, number one, what advice do you have for future medics slash surgeons like us? Or more specifically, what would be your message to the next generation of doctors? I think go for it. You know, yeah. a lot of say, oh, don't be a doctor. Oh, the pay's not very good. Oh, it's so busy. It's so, you know, frustrating, depressing. You know, yeah, sure. There's some there's things that are difficult about working as a doctor. You know, we would like to have more resources. Sometimes yeah, NHS yeah. is more funded and stretched. You know, and that is frustrating. And sometimes you have days where you just think, oh, what are we doing? Yeah. But I would say, you know, go for it. It's still a really good job. Yeah. And it's such a privilege 
to be able to um, to care for patients. Such a privilege. You have yeah. someone coming in who's really sick and they don't know why and they're frightened and they're in pain and they can't breathe or whatever it is. Yeah. And actually you've got the skills to help them and you can work out what's wrong with them, put things right, get them more comfortable and then explain it to them. And actually that's a bit of the job I'm, I most enjoy is helping people to understand what's happened and yeah. what we can do and helping them make good decisions. Very good yes. advice. Yes. And we'll use that. We'll go for it. Don't, yeah. don't be put off by, by, moment, moment by seeing arms and doing a steeple chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. Next question. For the aspiring medics out there, what are the things that medical school never prepared you for? Well, that's quite a good question. <clears throat> yeah. I think... Um, I think busyness, you can be really busy. You can have some yeah. on-call shifts yeah. where, gosh, there's just so much going on. You <laughs> see this patient, and then while you're still seeing that person, some patient, someone's come and interrupted you and asked you to do this job, and yeah. then the phone goes off and you're being called there and so on. And that can be really difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, in medical school, you learn how to solve each problem individually. Uh, but so then not the same just thing. having 10 problems arrive at the same time, yeah. that can be quite a challenge. Mm. Um, so you've got to learn those those kinds of skills. I think you know working in teams, working with different people is can be a challenge. Yeah. Um, you know we, we all of us find it easy to work with people who are like us, but working with people who are different from you is more is more tricky. Negotiating right. some of the relationships. Yeah, definitely. Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork makes yeah, teamwork. Those yeah. I think if you go to medical school, you've got you know often they. I think the medical school application process selects out people who've got quite good social skills. Yeah. And they were quite good at kind of understanding what situations are about and recognising what you know, why someone's behaving how they are. Yeah. And those those kind of human skills uh, yeah, allow you to be adaptable and to to thrive in new situations. That's good. Yeah. So maybe drama GCSE did come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Drama GCSE is perfect preparation. Yeah. At the care role. You've got to yeah. act as well, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Convince people that you, they can trust you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh, and I have another question. So, okay, well, a little bit of context. So my mom used to be a GP doctor as well. Uh, um, and she had a lot of, you know, night shifts. And then she would be probably responsible for, like, a whole lot of patients. Or very understaffed, which is what she's telling me. Yeah. So how hard i mean like how hard is the actual workload because a lot of people just go into medicine and they think it's very straightforward but obviously it's very tiring as yeah. well and especially my mom she she literally deterred me from going to medicine <laughs> so i was just wondering is is it really like that or is it just is it actually better a little bit better than that i think it's changed i think it's changed so back in you know back in the old days back like 20 30 years ago yeah they would people would be doing like 24-hour shifts and stuff, so you'd yeah. work the day and then you'd have to be on call in the night. Um, I think the intensity was a bit less then. You know, you might not be being called for every single thing, yeah. but you would do like long, you might be working for 36 hours on the trot or whatever. Now that's all changed, so the law has changed. Yeah. So you can only work a maximum of 13 hours. Yeah. Um, and, and usually your shifts are, like my shifts are, are, are normally kind of, 8 30 till 5 something oh, like yeah. that that's nice, that's nice. Yeah. would be a normal shift yeah and yeah. um, when i was a junior doctor that would be your normal shift kind of 8 30 till 5 or something yeah. mm-hmm. and then you'd do 
you do long days, which might be 8.30 in the morning till 8.30 at night. So you yeah. do that all night, okay. so you do a whole 12 or 13 hours. Yeah. And you might do two or three of them, and then you yeah. get some days off to yeah. accommodate. Or you might do nights. And again, you do blocks of nights. So you might do three nights or four nights. Yeah. And the night shift will be 8.30 in the night till 9 in the morning. Yeah. That's so that is tiring because you're there for 13 hours or whatever. Yeah. But there's rules now that if you do those shifts, then they have to give you days off afterwards. Yeah. So, you know, you might, you might, you might work, I don't know, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Yeah. For, so four night shifts, and then you might not be on duty again till the following Wednesday or something. So then you okay. get like that four or five nice. days. That's nice, yeah. yeah. So that's all right. Like, and, and when you're there, you can have really busy shifts. Yeah, You can have very quiet shifts. Usually you'd be working fairly hard. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, there are times when it feels totally overwhelming. Yeah. But, you know, fortunately they aren't all the time. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you're quite well supported as well, you know, especially as a junior, like as a, as a house officer, F, what he used to call house officer, now it's called F1. Yeah. If you're an F1, you know, you've got people around you. There's lots of more senior doctors who are there to, to yeah. help and to help you make decisions. Yeah, that's nice good. Yeah. yeah, and I heard they removed the lab coats because I always oh, wanted to wear yeah. a white lab coat. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's been no even when I was at medical school there were no white coats. Oh, yeah. Um they um, nice. yeah they've gone. Then people used to wear like what I'm wearing now I guess or you know the yeah. boys like shirt or whatever yeah. top. Yeah. And then with COVID it all went to scrubs. Oh, and so okay. in my hospital, you know surgeons have always worn scrubs. You yeah. know the blue. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, we all went to wearing scrubs, and still when I'm on the ward, so if I'm having a day when I'm leading ward rounds and this yeah. kind of stuff, then I'll be in scrubs. Yeah. But when I'm having a day like today, when I've got other things, clinics or whatever, yeah. then I'll be just dressed in kind of formalish clothes. Okay, so our next question is, talk us through your Cambridge application process, and do you have any tips? <laughs> Big question. Gosh, it's a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an old man now. Uh, let me think. So I, I didn't really know where to apply. I didn't know anything about medicine. I didn't know anything about Cambridge. Um, I'd heard, obviously heard of Cambridge and Oxford as being good universities. So I thought I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, I think I had to write an essay about someone who I knew who was ill. Yeah, so I knew a guy who had a, um, a, a brain tumour. So I wrote about that and about the impact on the family and so on. Yeah. I think I had to sit some kind of science test. Yeah. which I must have done okay on, I can't really remember it. <laughs> uh, and then I had to have an interview. And in those days, it was quite, um, it was quite a funny interview. It was, just, it was just like a 45-minute grilling on science, basically. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. And they asked me lots of questions about how oxygen binds to haemoglobin and this kind of stuff. Oh, oh yeah. And I think the key thing in interviews is, you want to show that you're the kind of person that they want to teach. Yeah. You don't have to know all the answers. There's no, yeah. you know, what's the point in, you know, if you know everything about science, yeah. you know, Why yeah, it's actually you, they, you yeah. want to be, you know, so if, you, if they ask you a question you don't know, then you go, oh, uh, not sure about that. But one thing I do know is about this, and I just wonder if it's the same as this or whether there's a, you know, and, yeah. and just show that you're kind of a fun person Fine, and yeah. enthusiastic and, yeah. oh, could you teach me? I'd really love to learn, you know. Yeah. If you show that you're, someone who wants to learn who can apply knowledge in different ways that's what they're looking for and um, obviously it's good if you know something as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, <definitely. laughs> but, 
but don't don't worry if you you know they ask you some question you don't know that's yeah. not a problem at all yeah just smile look enthusiastic <laughs> yeah and have a go yeah you know, have a go and say this is how i would try to solve this well actually i was really reading a really interesting thing about whatever yeah yeah okay so uh, lastly, for any young people right now who may be finding it hard in school to find the motivation to work hard, do you have any last words of advice? Well, I guess, you know, well, I guess everyone's different, aren't they? Some people are really academic and they love it and they're yeah, just from their subject. Like, Some people like, are not. Yeah. And, and actually, the lovely thing is there's such a range of jobs out there, even even leaving aside medicine. You know, there's such a range of jobs and there's everyone's good at something and you'll yeah. find something good. Even within medicine, actually, there's a huge range of jobs. So you can be, you know, GP and you turn up and you do your clinics and you have some paperwork and you go home yeah. through to being kind of in a really intense environment like intensive care where all the patients are asleep and they've oh, got connected yeah. up to millions of machines and everything's, you know, numbers and yeah. turning up one dial and down another and so on. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that real, you know, through to being a surgeon or whatever and you're doing some procedure and yeah. hopefully it's going to go well, but, you know, it might not and you're making yeah. big big decisions about what's best for people so you know there's a whole there's there's such a range of of um of jobs within medicine and you know or you can do kind of more academic research stuff which i've done a fair bit of in the yeah. last um last few years or you can you know do something as an outpatient where you're just you know dealing with someone with a long-term condition and you're just seeing them and you know making mm-hmm. tweaks to their medicines so there's such a range of stuff you can do yeah um, mm-hmm. So and, and everybody's different. Don't I think that the danger when you're a student, you know, if you're like an A level student or whatever and you're yeah. trying to get into medicine is you see all the other people in your college and you think, Oh, he's smarter than me and she's smarter than me and everyone's good at different stuff. Yeah. And actually I think I think medicine's quite good for all rounders rather than necessarily for geniuses. I think if you're if you're if you've got you you need to have a certain level of understanding, but you yeah. also gotta have good good personal skills and good problem right, solving right. skills yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you both seem you both seem ideal so. <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay and that brings us to the end of part one of the two-part series where we interview dr randall if you want to listen to part two be sure to tune in on sunday 24th april at 5 p.m as always i'm your host brenda and i'm your host cj it's been a pleasure to host this week's episode and i'll see you all in the next one bye guys